So we have just formally received new members of TFRC, and every time new people join us, um, it changes our community. And part of the process of becoming a member is participating in the Connections experience. Every time that I lead Connections, I ask this question. I point out that Jesus' earthly ministry happened 2,000 years ago. And I say, you know, but if God, you know, God could have chosen any time in human history for Jesus' earthly ministry to happen. If God were to ask you your opinion of when in human history do you think Jesus' earthly ministry should happen, what time would, in human history would you choose? My choice, if God were to ask me my opinion, would be today. <laughs> think about how many people Jesus could reach today. Jesus could write books and go on the radio and go on television, have a Facebook page, Twitter account, do podcasts. He could have his own Netflix series. Possibilities are endless. Jesus could reach billions with his message about the kingdom of God in no time at all. But God chose to have Jesus born in a time when there wasn't any mass communication. Why? What was God thinking? It kind of doesn't make sense. Now, I have a bachelor's degree in communication, and there is a basic communication principle, and that principle is called the medium is the message. The medium is the message. It's a phrase coined by communication theorist Marsha McLuhan, and the, the phrase, the medium is the message, what that means is the method that you use to communicate is more influential than the content of your message. The method that you use to communicate is more influential than the content of your message. Let me illustrate this principle. If you're, in a, if you're dating and you text your girlfriend the question, where would you like to go for dinner tonight? That's fine, that's okay. Or if you call her on the phone with that question, where do you, would you like to go for dinner tonight? That's okay too, because the response is gonna be the same anyway. I don't know, where do you wanna go, right? That's how that conversation goes. If you text your girlfriend the question, will you marry me? Yeah, that's not okay, right? If you call her with that question, that's not okay either. If you are going to propose, it better be in person. Because, and why? Because the medium communicates how serious you are. There are some conversations you can have over text. There are others that must be in person. And just some free advice. If someone proposes you via text, you text back N-O, okay? Why? Because they're not serious. If they were serious, they would ask you in person. The medium is the message. Um, why did God have Jesus come to earth during a time when mass communication was not possible? Because the medium is the message. The medium of the gospel is community. Communities of faith. Israel 2,000 years ago wasn't ideal for mass communication, but it was an ideal time 
to form a community that would embody the message of the gospel. God didn't want to mass communicate the gospel through radio, television, social media. God wanted the gospel of Jesus to come through communities of Jesus. Communities of Jesus, like TFRC, are the mediums that God is going to use to communicate the gospel of Jesus in the Magic Valley. And what kind of community we are is as important as the message we bring. The scripture this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, you can turn there in your Bibles. Ephesians is in the New Testament. Um, if you go to the beginning of the New Testament, you'll go through the four Gospels, the book of Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. And then if you remember the mnemonic device I gave you a couple weeks ago, for the next four books, go eat popcorn, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians is right there, okay? Ephesians is a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in a city called Ephesus. Our scripture reader for this morning is one of our new members, Sophia Golay. Sophia, go ahead and make your way on up to the podium. And as she does, I'm going to ask if you're able, please stand and face the center of the room. We read from the center of the room to remind us that scripture is to be central in our lives. And we stand because we believe that this is the word of God. And so, Sophia, whenever you are ready, please read from Ephesians chapter 2. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Sophia, great job. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Paul is writing this to the church in the city of Ephesus. Ephesus is located in modern-day Turkey. At the time, it was the third largest city in the Roman Empire behind Rome and Alexandria. Um, Paul uses building language, and the city of Ephesus had some amazing buildings. Um, in the upper left corner, that is the Celsus Library. It was the third largest library in the world. Um, next to it, the next picture is the Ephesus Theater. That theater could hold 25,000 people more than most NBA arenas can hold today. Um, on the bottom picture is the Temple of Artemis. It's a rendition of it. Uh, the ruins are no longer there. Um, but the Temple of Artemis was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And Paul says, God is also building something. God is building communities. And those communities will bring the gospel to the world because the best way to present the gospel is in a community living it out. No form of mass communication is better in sharing the gospel than a community of faith living out that faith. So God builds communities. And our community, the community God builds, it's built on this foundation of faith going back to the passage, going back to verses 19 and 20, where it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, 
but also or but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Community built on the apostles, prophets, Christ Jesus, the chief cornerstone. It's a simple confession. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And we heard it this morning over and over and over again. The Bible says Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the stone that some put their faith in, and he is the stone that is a stumbling block for others. While we strive to do good for the Magic Valley community, the church is not primarily a charity. And while we strive to become better people, the church is not primarily a self-help group. The church is about following Jesus, worshiping Jesus, and spreading the good news of Jesus. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And our faith, it's not a new faith. It goes back generations. There's a confession that we will use here from time to time that goes all the way back to the third century. It's called the Apostles' Creed. And again, we'll recite it here every now and then. And I think today, this morning, would be a good time for us to do that. Um, and so I'm going to ask, I realize you just sat down, but I'm going to ask you to stand up and let's reaffirm our ancient faith together using this ancient creed called the Apostles' Creed. And let's say this together, saying, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead, and he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the worldwide Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Great job. You may be seated. Our community is built on an ancient foundation of faith. And our community is built together. We are connected in our faith. Going back to the passage in verse 21, where it says, In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. We are joined together and we rise together. It is really hard, if not impossible, to grow in your faith apart from connection to other believers. There are some countries in the world where Christians are not allowed to gather together. Now, what is the strategy behind not allowing believers to gather together? Those governments know that by not allowing our brothers and sisters to gather, it seriously hinders the faith. And it's the same reason that those brothers and sisters will risk their lives to secretly meet together. Connection to other believers is necessary for the faith. I do not know 
I have never heard of a church thriving or even surviving when connections to other believers are completely cut off. Our relational connections in our faith are vital for our faith to survive, are vital for our faith to thrive. And our community is built with a purpose. We are built to become something. Going back to the passage one more time in verse 22. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Many of you have accomplished some great things. You've built businesses from scratch. Uh, you are successful farmers year after year, which is <laughs> some doing, okay? You've gotten the education and training to become teachers and nurses and lawyers and doctors and members of law enforcement and so on. You have families that include children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. You've traveled to some incredible places and seen incredible things. However, there is no better accomplishment than being a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Imagine someone coming up to you and saying, I experience God's spirit through you. Well, this community is designed for God to live in by his spirit. And we don't know, we don't know how many people have experienced God's Spirit through TFRC? How many children in our children's ministry, youth in our youth ministry, how many have experienced God's Spirit through Christmas assistance or Summer Serve or any of our nearly 30 missions? Or how many have experienced God's presence on a Sunday morning or in small groups or a four by four or a heart to heart or the, the journey discipleship process? You are a part of a community in which God dwells by His Spirit that countless others have experienced. It doesn't get any better than that. Countless have experienced God's presence through you. Normally, on New Member Sunday, we ask a new member to share their faith story with us. Well, we want to do something different today. We asked a longtime member to share how God has used TFRC over the years to impact their faith. And so I'm going to invite Jason Huff to come on up here. Uh, Jason has been a part of TFRC for longer than I've been here. Um, and so I just want him to talk about how this community of faith has impacted his faith. Will you welcome Jason for me? Well, thank you, Pastor Chuck. Good morning. And so, Jason, um, why don't we just begin? Why don't you just share with, um, when did you start attending TFRC? Wow, it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. It's been an amazing 20 years. Met a lot of friends. I've done a lot of fun things here. Uh, I first heard about TFRC. It was a John Maxwell leadership seminar that was done here. And uh, right about that time, my wife and I got engaged. We were engaged to get married, and we were looking for a new church. Our background was uh, Catholic. We were both Catholic, but we were trying to find a church that had maybe a little bit more connection and something for our kids from her previous marriage. And so I remember this. We were driving around one Saturday night. I think we were going to dinner. And somehow we ended up over in the Twin Falls parking lot, or TFRC parking lot, which at that time was in the middle of nowhere. There was just <laughs> hay fields and, and farming ground out here. 
And there was the TFRC sign, and it had the worship hours. And so we decided that we were, it was a sign. So uh, <laughs> it, we saw the worship hours, and so we decided to come back the next morning. And so we showed up, and uh, you had the, like the new school, new church jitters. My hands were all sweaty, but we went in, and uh, we walked in. The first thing that we noticed is just how much energy and how much worship there was. There was a band up there, and they were singing contemporary music, and everybody was singing, and there was PowerPoint. And underneath the PowerPoint were all the words of the song. And I go to Anna and said, they got karaoke here. <laughs> and I, karaoke was kind of a big thing for me at the time. So I, I was in. I just had to convince Anna. And so uh, anyway, we sat down. And um, you know, at the greeting, Ron and Janie Griff came up. And uh, they said, hey, you, know, you look like you're new here. You're like, yeah, we don't know anyone here. And so we did a little bit of introduction. And um, then we got to the message. And so Pastor Brian was preaching. And I have no idea what he was preaching about. But what I remember was just really connecting to the message. And I'm sure everyone here has probably had this happen to him before, but I really thought he was talking to me. <clears throat> Maybe he was. I don't know. But uh, so that was amazing. We just felt like that, that connection from the very beginning. And then so after the service, um, the Griffs came up and said, hey, you know, come back next Sunday. We'll show you where your kids need to go. We got a good, uh, you know, children's program. They brought us up front. We met Pastor Brian and really had that connection really early on. So you know, that was great. And so the following Sunday, we came back, brought our kids. And then from there, we just continued plugging in. Uh, it was shortly after that that we joined Connections. We became a members like, you know, some of the awesome people here today. And uh, shortly after that, we went to marital counseling, premarital counseling. And then shortly after that, it was um, June 29th, 2002. See, I remember uh, we got married over here in the, in the he chapel. He knew Anna. He did in the first service without any help at all. It was great. <laughs> I had it written down here somewhere. But. Hey, you, you mentioned some of those first connections you made with the Griffs, and then they introduced you to Pastor Brian. Um, what are some other connections you've made here at TFRC throughout the years? Well, I think connection is really, really important. I think that uh, you know making connection here early on is really what uh, solidifies uh, this being your home, You know, these being your people. And so for me, what it was is it was getting involved in a Wednesday night Bible study. And for me, I had never done Bible studies before, and so that was something that was new for me. And you meet friends and you meet people. I think my wife got involved with a heart-to-heart, -heart, a woman's heart-to-heart. -heart. Our kids got involved in, into different uh, kids' activities. And then that just continued to grow. I joined a 4x4 four four group, and that involvement brings on new opportunities and um, I think it was a year or two of being here, I was asked to be on a couple search committees. I think you, maybe you remember one of those search committees. Yes, you were on the search committee that brought me here as associate <laughs> pastor. So, I think we did a good job. We did yeah, a good job. I, well, I do too, but if any of you aren't happy about that, this is who you talk to. <laughs> I'm glad we gave you the thumbs up. I appreciate because, it. Like, I, who, who would I be talking to right now? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, so that early on, you know, those connections were um, important. Um, and you know what's interesting about life, and it was true for us in the last 20 years, you know, with families and everything, like... There's times when you can be really involved with the church and do a lot of volunteering and a lot of involvement, and there's times when just life gets busy. I mean, there were times I remember it was a struggle just to get here for Sunday worship. But that connection, I mean, we had a pandemic, right? That <laughs> connection is what brings you back, keeps on bringing you back home. So, No, that's, no that's great. I totally, totally agree. Um, talk about your spiritual journey here throughout the years at TFRC. Well, I think a spiritual journey is a lifelong journey. Uh, but as far as for me here at TFRC, I really think it started with that, uh, that Bible study, that Wednesday night Bible study. And I remember I was, I was pretty young at the time, late 20s, early 30s, and, uh, you know, I thought my life was crazy at the time. I was working for a company that was talking about closing the doors, 
you know, we were a young family where it seemed like, you know, there were more bills than there were paychecks and there were a lot of things going on and I was just trying to control everything. And I remember this one Bible study, we were sitting there and we were talking about turning everything over to God and turn everything over to Jesus. And I'm like, gosh, you know, that is uh, easier said than done. <laughs> so that has kind of been, you know, my, what I've, you know, what it's been on my heart for the last 20 years. But I think a real turning point for me was uh, when I did the journey. And so I think most of you probably know the journey is a discipleship program here at TFRC. Um, it really is, you know, this uh, two year long walk uh, with really, you know, developing a better uh, relationship and closeness and friendship with Jesus and, and doing a little bit of uh, spiritual examination of yourself. So yeah, that was, uh, that was amazing. And I think that really opened up the doors to prepare me to become an elder here and then uh, really opened my wife and I to start uh, teaching marriage class, uh, expedition marriage. You know, when we were preparing for this, Jason, you know, you talked about your adventures here at TFRC, all the different ways that you've served and, and uh, mission opportunities you've been a, a part of. Um, just talk about that, the adventures here at TFRC and how uh, they've given you purpose. Well, you know, the adventures and the connection, that's really what it's all about, you know, and uh, that's what makes life fun. You know, whether that's in your personal life or family life or spiritual life, you know, adventure to me is like the same thing as purpose. And it's amazing, too, when you do finally successfully turn it over to God, when you let, you know, Carrie Underwood said it, let Jesus take the wheel, right? When that finally happens, some amazing things happen because, you know, God takes you some amazing places. You know, I think about the last 20 years in this church and, you know, we've seen a lot of things. I mean, we've seen our, our community grow and our church grow. You know, we've done addition. We know this was a new building, and then we've done an addition to the new building, and next month we're going to be doing an addition to the addition, which is really exciting. <laughs> cool. You know, looking around this room, there's some youth that have grown up and become leaders here. You know, so that has been really exciting in the life of the church. You know, for me and my family, uh, it's been great to see my kids grow up in the church. Uh, you know, they've done some really fun things, some missions in uh, vacation Bible study and part of uh, so many of the different great programs that we have. You know, for me personally, I think my adventure maybe was six years ago or so, five or six years ago, when I was uh, somewhere over the Pacific heading to Thailand for a mission trip. And I remember having a little bit of anxiety attack. I'm like, what am I doing going on a mission trip? I've never done anything like this. And I was by myself. I was with some friends, obviously, but my family was back home. But that was life-changing for me. And, uh, you know, since then, my family and I have went back three more times. And God willing, we're going to come back, you know, go back many more times. Mm. Um, you know, so that sense of adventure has also opened up the opportunity to go to seminary, which has been fun. Um, and then it also opened up some opportunities in my, in, in our marriage and our heart to, uh, to lead a, a Bible or a marriage ministry or a marriage class called Expedition Marriage. It really started out just to be a Wednesday night class. And then it ended up with us doing a retreat. And uh, there's some pictures up there. We're up on top of a mountain with uh, seven or eight couples, and Pastor Chuck and Shannon were there, and we renewed the vows of uh, some marriage vows of a bunch of couples, and that was so much fun. Cool. That, that was, was so much fun. That was so, a good time. So, yeah, 20 years has been a lot of fun, very exciting, and look forward to the next 20 years. Now, Jason, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks. Uh, yeah, will you thank him for me? You know, and just thank you for all the ways you have let God use you here uh, and just how others have experienced God through you and your family, Jason. Just so much appreciate that. There is an ebb of flow, Jason talked about it, um, to involvement here at TFRC. And God will work through us in different ways 
in different stages of our lives. And regardless of how long um, you've been a part of TFRC, what I would encourage you to do sometime today, and it can be tonight when you can't sleep or something like that, um, but just to look back and reflect on a couple things. Reflect on how has God used TFRC to grow your faith? And how has God used TFRC to connect you to others in your faith? And how has God used TFRC to give you purpose in your faith? And again, for all of us, we are in different stages of life. I'm not sure what ebb and flow of uh, where your faith is in that whole uh, realm. But again, I would just encourage you to reflect on those three questions. And as Jason alluded to, what is God doing in you today? What is next for you? Please pray with me. And Lord, I do thank you for all the different ways that you've used this community of faith. One, Lord, to strengthen my faith and my family's faith. But Lord, each and every person here, um, in all the different ways that we've experienced um, your spirit and your presence because of this community of faith. And I would ask that you would help us um, see that in our past. And Lord, show us what it is you have next for each and every one of us. Again, Lord, we thank you, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.